this is the Footprints Podcast. Finding a gift for your loved ones or yourself if you're single? With He Wears Gold and She Wears Gold, you can purchase custom engraved necklaces, bracelets, and other jewelry using stainless steel plated with 18 karat gold. Because what you wear is a statement. Go to at hewersgold.co and at shewersgold.co on Shopee to find out more. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Footprints Podcast, where we will explore the footprints of today's heroes and tomorrow's leaders. My name is Isaac Winoda, your host, and today we'll be talking with Timothy Sam Wijaya, a junior at Brown and also the founder of Kerja.io, a platform that is made for Indonesian students to be able to um, apply to top companies in Indonesia. We're going to be talking more about entrepreneurship, leadership, and we're also going to be sharing secrets of how to be able to get unexpected opportunities. Without further ado, let's get to our conversation with Timothy Sam Wijaya. Check, check, check. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Footprints Podcast. My name is Isaac Winodo, your host. And today, we will be talking with a guy who introduced me to Clubhouse, the founder of Kutja.io, and a 20-year-old born in the wrong era, Timothy Sam Wijaya. How are you, man? I am doing absolutely fantastic dude honestly man uh it's so incredibly happy to be here thanks for having me so much uh i think i'm the like the episode right after end movie right right so yeah you're not that a bit of a step down uh i don't know what you're doing you know inviting me up here uh, after skinny Indonesian 24 who has but like 10 million maybe even more subscribers something like that yeah a legend in the youtube stratosphere in indo um true, true, true. and then now you have me no, no, no. Um, I wanted to kind of shift to like an entrepreneurship, you know, segment. And um, I think okay. the whole thing about my podcast is about youth empowerment and all that. Um, I kind of wanted to go with someone who just turned 20, right? So, yeah, here we go. Yeah, turning 21 in, uh, in three months. Uh, no, dude, less than three months, uh, two months. So looking forward to my having my first drink, legal drink, that is. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Kalau di Indo mah udah legal dari lama lah ya. <laughs> right, right, right. Seorang Timothy Samwijaya ini, what is keeping you up sih late night like these days? And you know, for me, Clubhouse has been like crazy addicting to me kan these past couple of days. And because of that, like because of the influx of users and everything, gue jadi I've been spending like I don't know five six hours every day. That gua harus set a time limit for myself, uh, the clubhouse in Diri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, same. Uh, I spent a lot of hours. I think the, the last, um, yeah, last time I checked on my settings, uh, it it's like what, like 10 hours for the last week, something like that. It's a crazy, crazy number, and that's screen time, right? That doesn't include the time where it's just dormant, you know, just uh, like on sleep for sure running in the background on my phone so like clubhouse definitely out there man yeah it's it's, it's incredibly fun yeah usually because we'll go to the u.s right now right so like morning would be in the time would be like uh, a lot of like you know late night comedy sessions uh a lot of yeah very very funny very very ratchet indo uh humor going on uh and then afterwards maybe towards you know the afternoon and the evening maybe that's you know some you know some some bc talk from 
uh, in the U.S. You know, a lot of product managers here and there. A lot of really good insights. A lot of lear lessons uh, learned from Clubhouse. And then later at night, the even more VC talking. Yeah, some maybe some like uh, calls with okay, Indo friends. Uh, right. Yeah, back home. I really like got connected with a lot of like old friends, uh, like people I haven't talked to in years. Uh, got connected to with my uh, you know primary three crush. Through Clubhouse, it did. Uh, like who have, I've, yeah, it did. Yeah, like <laughs> right now, it's like Gila, man. I last time I talked to her was like when I was what leaving primary six, and, and now okay, we're connected, we're connected to Madia. So it's crazy, easy. And so that Clubhouse obviously work calls as well. Okay, uh, IO, you know, mm -hmm. because of nature of work and nature okay, of Guadia America, and you go to the paros, you have calls with okay, companies and all that. Right. Itu schedule mereka. Jadi gua terbiasa lah gua call jam uh, jam 12 pagi, jam jam 2 pagi gitu udah terbiasa. That's okay. Actually gua ada call with another uh, company at 11 to like 12 as well. Need to see. Dude, what I love about uh, your taste dan uh, the things that you do itu, you strike that fine balance, yeah. Um, dari you know looking at like startup clubs and all that, tapi also at the same time lu juga always try to you know get connected with um, Indonesia then back home, uh, which is something that we'll be exploring more throughout this podcast. Um, Absolutely. But sambil kita mulai, um, the state of things currently for me, it's, you know, it's mid-quarter right now. And I feel like there's so much going on in so many different facets of my life that it's always important for me to have an escape, right? Mm -hmm. um, school has a lot going on. My, my classes has a lot going on. Clubhouse has a lot going on, and then like my social life has a lot going on. Jadi, there's so many different things yang that's happening in life mm -hmm. that kadang-kadang you just wanna go away from it a bit, gitu kan? Kind of escape it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Then buat gua, that escape is like creating music, jamming aja, and also like watching basketball. Those are just some, you know, some escapes for me. And mm -hmm. yeah, kalau misalnya gua misalnya ada midterm atau apa, tapi there's a huge NBA game that I have to watch. Gue bakal nonton bentar, terus abis itu baru baru prepare midterm. Man, that's how much basketball is important to me, gitu loh. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that and seen juga that running is your escape and therapy. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Menurut gue sih, the good thing about running is as much as it is a physical game, it's also in the head. Yeah, mm -hmm. kan? it's also a mental game. So. I want to know more about your, you know, your running habit and everything. How has it transcended the way you see life? Yo, uh, you know, that's an incredibly deep question, man. Um, running, I, I started running again recently because of COVID. Uh, I used to run, you know, recreationally every now and then. You know, when I was when I was in high school, Jakarta, there was uh, there was a time when running was incredibly booming again, like 2014, 2016. So I did did, did a lot of that. Right. Well, 10K, 5K here and there. A lot of medals, like like 40 different small running medals. Uh, like they're all back home. Uh, the cherished part of my room, I say. But yeah, like when COVID hit, I began running again. Uh, dude, I was I was, I was you know perhaps you know slightly on the heavier side. Again, I I wasn't uh, as fit as I am right now, but I guess. It was it was beautiful getting reconnected with you know with a, with a hobby that that I you know enjoyed throughout high school. Um, I don't know why I stopped. Maybe because uh, I didn't like, really like running in the cold again. But now it's like, dude, I just got out of a. a I just I today my run I did easy run uh, like a slow 
recovery run, it was seven kilometers and we're have 16 kilometers. Uh, and I ran, it was like minus two outside. Right. Uh, running, how is running transcended my life? I, I think one of the lessons I've learned and I start running uh, again, March, 2020. And since March, 2020, there were only two um, three day periods where I did not run. Yes, I am. Like, if you look at my training calendar, it's like at least since March, 2020. Wow. Um, and I think why that happens, I think it's because of COVID, honestly. Okay, go ahead. I didn't just didn't have a lot of shit to do. But I guess, you know, I, I really had a goal in mind, and which is I want to run 5K, uh, 5K in under 20 minutes. So that's around uh, like just, just under four minute uh, kilometer pace. Right. Uh, right now, I'm probably at around 21 minute shape uh, close, but still, so far, as any already would tell you, every, sec- every second, every minute counts. Um, how is that transcended the way I see life? I think it has taught me the importance of being super consistency, bro. For sure. Like Sumba, like you cannot achieve fitness uh, if you don't put in the work in um, every day, uh, day in, day out. Again, there's this whole, uh, there's this uh, running uh, company, uh, that, which I really enjoy, uh, called Tracksmith. And one of the campaigns they run is called uh, No Days Off. And I think it, it's not really No Days Off in the sense that you need to run every single day. I think you need to live every single day uh, thinking about your running. Again, because rec- a recovery day, a rest day is also part of your training as well. And it also re- uh, teaches me the importance of, of, of focusing on the long term. Again, being incredibly patient, dude. Because, you know, you don't see uh, benefits get right away. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you would have, I, I have to run, it's not like a, my, uh, I have a coach in back home and he was like, okay, how do you lari? Uh, 12K, easy. Again, super slow pace. Okay, again, I want to do the fast stuff. I want to do the, the, uh, the, 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 you know, long burning, you know, lactic acid featuring uh, uh, stuff, right? But at, at the end of the day, okay, go I realized that, hey, if you, because if you do sprints all the time, what you, what's going to happen is you're going to injure yourself. Right. Uh, you're going to burn out. And so it has taught me to okay, be patient, trust in the process. Exactly. Because focus, you need to focus on the long term. Yeah. Uh, not, not just the short term. You need to see, bro. Yeah. Have you tried running yourself? Yeah, man. I think you hit all the points, right? And consistency is one of the things that are that is really underrated, gitu kan? In in life, gitu. Um, a lot of people kita we kind of fight for you know instantaneous stuffs, yeah, kan? We try to see the results langsung. Tapi a lot of the things that happen in life, you know, you gotta put the work in, then the results will you know show up later. Yeah. Um, well, mungkin I'm not someone who. I, I've done like five Ks before. I've done five Ks. Tapi it's great. Yeah, but tapi gua nggak. Dude, every single, every single, uh, there's this kayak. Yeah, this is quote I love kayak. Yeah. Right. Uh, even though okay, you're the last person uh, to finish, you're still running laps around everybody who's sitting in the couch. Uh, that's interesting. That, 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 that's that's interesting. I mean, that is itu jadi satu motivasi juga sih buat gua. Yeah. Tapi tapi gua juga one of the peop, one of the persons that I sort of look up to also um, is LeBron James guy. And he has done it. He has done the sport. Mungkin lu um, you're not that much of a basketball fan kayak gua, tapi he has done the sport for more than 18 years. Dari gua belum lahir dari 2002 sampai sekarang he's still dominating the sport. Mm-hmm. And why why is that happening? It's because like he's putting a lot into his body. He's putting a lot into like, you know, the things outside of the court that people are just saying, oh, dia keren banget di court. Tapi, 
orang-orang nggak tahu the work behind it gitu kan. Uh, all the effort that's put behind it and itu dia yang bikin dia uh, bisa sekonsisten itu walaupun sekarang he's like 36 and biasanya kalau orang 36 di basket itu udah udah about to retire right um, but he's still going it's like Cristiano Ronaldo dude exactly yeah that's why he's better than Messi and a lot, I know a lot of people fight beyond that I know uh, a colleague of mine uh, working on kerja juga uh, Viola he's a big Messi fan yeah uh, she would fight me on that and we have fought on that but Ronaldo is better than Messi because Ronaldo is a hard worker and he's he's incredibly fucking great you know charismatic leader uh and he's, he's less talented that be he compensates that by training hard every single day and you see the results tell me about it man um i think after your previous statement langsung uh, banyak offended people di clubhouse langsung setengah gitu tapi enggak apa-apa i think um this this segues really well into what we want to talk about jadi kita ngomong tentang consistency and everything kan dan mungkin today to an outsider people see Timothy Sam Wijaya you as a studentpreneur as a leader ya yeah, kan oh, I'm just a just a little student man nothing much belum belum ada apa-apanya bro bro tapi enggak bisa dipungkiri bahwa you've you know you have a lot to say and a lot to learn from dan banyak orang like they see oh kerja.io foundernya si Tim nih dan What you've been doing itu kan udah lumayan, you know, it's there's a lot of people who who recognize it gitu. But what people don't realize is your entrepreneurship and leadership journey, it was never an instant one. Um, so when I first knew you, tahu ya bukan kenal. I was introduced to you as the founder of Bantu Yuk. And we've never really talked about this, but I'm pretty sure if we go further back in your timeline, even before Bantu Yuk, those seeds of leadership have also been planted very early on as you you know you lead other organizations and direct filming teams so it's not something that's like okay once this big opportunity comes once kerja.io comes okay you're ready for the moment it's a lot of years of build up and preparation that mold you into a good leader that's something that i believe in i want to know more about your previous experiences of being a leader and how that kind of shaped you into who you are today. Waduh, ini ini topiknya bisa this will, this will take some time. So let's just start from the very beginning ya. Pas gua Sure. The first leadership position yang yang gua ingat ya. Yang menurut gua lumayan impactful. Background gua sih jati diri gua gua tuh seorang yang lumayan contrarian. Right. In the sense that kalau orang-orang if the herd chooses to do A, gua it's like you know, it's a, it's classic Peter Thiel ya kan? What is uh, what is a truth you know yeah. that nobody else uh, agrees with you on, right? Be contrary. Like what is what is something that you know to, is right? A P young line. Like other people don't think so, and so that 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 spirit. I think I think it really started uh, in even middle school. Back on my middle school, I went to Binabangsa School. Big, um, great school. Loved my time there again. A lot of my friends, uh, other, like my dearest friends, my dad is Anna. But that school was incredibly academic. Right. Incredibly academic, and you know, because you, you go to Northwestern, I, I go to Brown University. You know, if you want to go to a good school in the United States, you can't just you focus on grades, right? You need to have you know leadership positions, you know, organizations, all that stuff. And I school at the the best. I think at that time I was you know secondary two, grade eight. Uh, 
growing up in grade nine, go let, oh, there's not really an area, there's not really an organization, go beside which I can join other than the prefectorial board, which, uh, sorry to say, you become, you know, the, uh, the, the stewards of the teachers, like a nice stewards of the teachers, where you can actually make an impact. And I thought, okay, maybe it's time, time for me to start my own thing. And so what do I like uh, when grade eight, grade nine? I did go to Bilang Yuga. I like running. So what I did was I started running uh, every single week. There's this couple of uh, teachers, uh, Mr. Benedict Dingle and Mr. Um, Andrew Donham. Um, couple, couple of, couple of Gule guys. Uh, they love to run and they were like, oh, Tim, you should go run with us. So we started running every single Tuesday. And then after that, um, we were like, hey, let's just do a running club. And then uh, and, and, uh, Mr. Andrew and, and, and Mr. Ben was like, okay, sure, Tim, uh, you, you can you know, start it and you can lead it. And so I started that running club when I was in grade nine. Thank God it, it's still going on until today. Amazing. Man. It, it like that, that's my first first baby, right? Uh, uh, the first time we had a meeting, uh, the first time we had a meeting for that uh, CCA, again, panggilan di BBS. Gue pikir ya, paling datang paling lima orang, sepuluh orang, gitu ya, sepuluh orang, oke lah. Gue buka pintunya, there are like 40 people in there, bro. 40 people, gue masih ingat, 40 people in there. Uh, not everybody ended up staying because they thought it was it was going to be a run slash walk club where you can just yeah, walk for like 30, 30 minutes. Lah, itu selesai. Karena kan CCA is mandatory in BBS pick. Ya, kan? Jadi kayak lu jalan aja 30 menit, terus kayak uh, udah, lu, lu cek attendance, terus lu pulang. Ya, kan? Not everybody stayed. I think yeah, from from the 40 young actually became like good, you know, avid runners, um, like in 17, 18. Uh, I mean, that was that was the start. Okay, we went on. Yeah, we went. We ran Nike by Yogyakarta. Kalau ada yang masih ingat, ya kan, pan, pas tahun 2000, 2015, 2016, um, it became became a pretty successful club. Itu satu. Number two, I think, is uh, this organization called Citizens. And I, I tell this story multiple, multiple times. But the, this this is the story of um, this is uh, the student organization that I 100% believe got me into Brown University. Without this student organization on my CV, I would not be here. Again. Right. And the story of how I joined uh, this organization is pretty, pretty, cukup um, menarik menurut gue ya. Jadi gue waktu itu, gue demen nulis, gue nulis artikel, newspaper, segala macam. English was uh, one of my more stronger subjects. Uh, English and CS. Other than that, chemistry, I was shit. Math, I was shit. <laughs> okay. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Mark. Again, my amazing chemistry teacher in high school. I was shit, but I was good at writing, and so I began writing for the Jakarta Post. I was writing for the Jakarta Post, and then I uh, submitted an article, and then I got an article published online. And so when I was going through my article online, uh, I saw uh, there was another uh, somebody else again, yang yang nulis article. Um, you know, her name is Sabrina. And Right. Uh, a good friend of mine now. Uh, but, uh, I took on our uh, profiles, got a bunch of go by the article. Uh, pretty good stuff. And I was like, oh, and, you know, this, this, you know, this, this person knows what she's talking about and she's pretty smart. And then at the end of the article, I saw her bio and it said, uh, oh, I'm working on this student organization, yada, yada, yada. It's called Citizens. We're helping, you know, bridge the gap between the poor, um, and, you know, the, the, the needy and, and the, uh, the more affluent people. Uh, in, in Jakarta, if you're interested in working with us or setting up a chapter in your own school, please reach out to me. And I was like, huh, Bina Bangsa, belum ada yang namanya kayak gini. Then, I had a student organization at all at that time. Uh, jadi gua reach out to her, I sent her an email. I was like, hey, nama gua Timothy segala macam. 
Uh, then she got back to me. We met the monologue, gue masih ingat, the monologue di Plaza Senayan uh, the next week. And then we decided, yaudah, gue gua mulai citizens, abang bina bangsa, pick them. Uh, fast forward, maybe a year later, we applied for, no, two years later, we applied for a grant from UNICEF. Right. Uh, for some money, for an award, basically. And we got the, we got the award. Wow. Uh, and this is not just UNICEF. This is not UNICEF Jakarta, dude. This was like, Dude, like UNICEF, New York, it can go go, but I'm gonna forget that we got this thing done. And then like me, uh, it was Jason, uh, Jocelyn, uh, you know, Sabrina, uh, I think Valerie as well. Uh, little little team. I don't know. Obviously, I'm just naming the, the presidents. Obviously, okay, apart from that, as a huge club, we probably have uh, from all the our partner schools maybe 100 members. Adakali, and that was that was the reason. It's because I was. It's, I, it's honestly because. Uh, I, I clicked on somebody's uh, profile and then go scroll. And then I took the initiative of actually just sending an email. It's it's, it's a long story. Bantuyo juga. Bantuyo was gua sama teman, my best friend right now, Christian Gernardo. Uh, fantastic man. Fantastic man. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, super, super smart, but not pretentious, which is really important. Uh, he, he was at Princeton for a couple of years. Now he's at NUS. Easily the smartest guy I, I've ever known in my entire life. And... I met I met him. I don't know, but we online me okay. I think we just started texting each other uh, via Snapchat. And we just uh, we just I think we were geeking out on. I think it was around uh, 2015, 2016. Uh, the new Star Wars movie just came out. And we were geeking out on Star Wars and shit. And actually, actually, we started. We we made a mobile app again, a mobile game, and then the revenue from that mobile game uh, was used to. Uh, fun projects here and there. Uh, it's it's now run by a, uh, a student from Sanur, Santa Ursula, and I think she just I think she just raised in in, uh, in collaboration with Christian as well. Uh, I'm not really. I took a step back because yeah, focus on other things. But they just raised okay a, a lot of money for for COVID-19 relief. Uh, maybe around uh, I think almost that number was like 200 million uh, recently. Splendid. Man. It's it's it, so it's like it's 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 serendipity. It's You know, it's luck as well, but I believe luck is when prep preparation meets opportunity, dude. Exactly. Yeah, and all about luck and all these unexpected opportunities, we're definitely going to be diving more into that. But absolutely, man, I think that journey is something that we all can learn from um, and my audience can really take away um, just because, um, you know, leadership and all these different things, it requires consistency and it requires time. Um, it's not something that happens overnight. You don't become a better leader overnight. Pastinya lu bakal fail. And failing is a step in the right direction. Gitu kan? One thing that I kind of got also, I want to point out dari yang lu ngomong tadi, I think that failing chemistry itu, it's, it's been rent-free in your head for like so many years. Soalnya, gue kemarin kan juga liat your article in Jakarta Post, it's like, Tim's hobbies include failing chemistry. And you still mention it now, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Dude. been living rent free in your head, man. Okay, it, no, honestly, um, chemistry wise, special shout out. Uh, she's probably not gonna listen to this, but right. I had a fantastic teacher, uh, Miss Cindy. Miss Cindy plus IGCSE. You took IGCSE, bro? No, I, something like that. But no, no, I didn't. Do, I didn't do Cambridge. Oh, you think of Cambridge? Yeah, yeah. I, I took Cambridge and uh, IGCSE, GCSEs. Uh, I literally went from. You know, borderline, B, uh, like borderline B, easily a C student in chemistry. I was in you know ninth grade, tenth grade, because of this one teacher. Chemistry, I got pas pas banget, kayak eighty two. 
basketball IG, IGCSE. I got an A. Okay. In, chem- in chemistry. In, in chemistry for IGCSE. Kalau A-level, semua nggak ngomongin lah. Gue nggak ngomong juga. I got really bad. <laughs> uh, karena I, I did slack up after I got in the brown. Uh, yeah, I did slack up. Tapi Miss Cindy, Miss Cindy. Uh, Miss Cindy Yin Tuli. Really, really impactful. Just shows to you that, you know, the, the impact that teachers can have on, on somebody's life, man. Betul. I think itu mereka influential banget sih. And when you have that kind of influential figure, you can kind of like follow and lu bisa, you know, look up to it. It makes things much easier and makes things much... Uh, flow-nya lebih enak gitu. Right. I think gue juga dengerin your leadership journey. Mungkin gue bisa share sedikit uh, about my leadership journey. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of like thrown into leadership juga awal-awalnya. And I know people like sekarang di Indo sering ngomongin kayak the power of kepepet gitu kan. Ya gue kepepet juga. Gue... iseng-iseng aja awal-awalnya um, apply bareng teman jadi ini kan jadi presiden osis student council president gitu dan I won the vote dan gue kind of thrown into that situation dan di saat itu waktu gue kelas 11 atau kelas 10 kalau gak salah ya I didn't really know what to do right I I saw what other leaders were doing but I hadn't really found my essence of leadership Um, I didn't know. I didn't really know. Um, I was just like, was leadership being a boss? Was leadership just, you know, how was I supposed to act like a leader? And, you know, the first couple of months went by. And at first I was just like, okay, I've got a team and I'll just, you know, go with the flow. But then it wasn't that easy. Awal-awalnya, my student council advisor sering marahin gua karena I love to be involved in different things. And waktu itu gua sort of like, Although I was the president, I kind of left that event. I kind of like, you know, deprioritized that event for my, you know, for my band. Soalnya kan gue juga lumayan passion di band. Gue lebih milih untuk meeting band, untuk main di band, daripada gue uh, kerjain event student council ini. Wah, di saat itulah lumayan pecah. Dan everything gue kayak, oh shit, gue, I mean, ground zero nih. Gue udah mau dipecat juga, quote-unquote gitu sama student council advisor-nya. Tapi it requires time, dan dari sana gue jadi, that kind of helped me become a better leader. Gue jadi belajar dari, um, lebih, you know, become a more disciplined and someone who's more responsible. And it kind of made me who I am today, dari sana gue bisa bikin gen digital, um, direct music juga di my local church, dan um, different things. Tapi, as I said, leadership is a process, leadership is a journey, and I kind of want to talk about, like, the thing that you often say, that there are two types of people, mm-hmm. the path person and the journey person. Mm-hmm. That's something that I think you talk about a lot in Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes you say that you're a journey person? Yeah, so a path person is somebody who's like, I'm here because, you know, I, I have this vision. Stereotypical, for for people, people my circle, you're management consulting or IBD, maybe in New York for me it's like I, I don't I don't really believe in that you know why because I don't really think you can put a template on life that easily I think a lot of things happen for for different reasons right and you can't really I don't know man sometimes like people uh, think of me as a hard ass right okay I work all the time uh I was like because I'm because I'm always on okay, online I'm like always get like, laptop my phone you think at the time when I'm you know unplug is uh, when I go run 
two hours uh, of, the, of the day when I go work out. So I really believe that I have a pretty relaxed uh, like outlook on life. I think you uh, take take the day okay, by just just do things okay, like one step at a time. Right. And a lot of people are are are, are path people, and then they they realize that you know that the path is not working out, and then they suddenly they, they can't be flexible, and then they can't pivot. And I don't want to be like that. I think I think for me it's, it's what what matters most for me is I just equip myself with the skills uh, to be you know incredibly flexible, to be you know just a good person, and being capable of doing a, a lot of different things. Right. Obviously, it doesn't mean that don't have a direction. Obviously, have a direction, uh, but at the same time, don't limit yourself too much. Okay? I think be more open. Be more open-minded. Be more uh, open to change. Again, and sometimes, dude, the happiest, the happiest moments in life, okay, like I said, you know, just reaching out to somebody via email, again, ended up getting me into Brown. Uh, my first, my first internship, uh, I, I did a, a, a gig at Intuitive Ventures, a uh, venture capital firm, again. How I got that internship, pretty funny story, okay. Gua, uh, basically, just I, I went to, to the Harvard Asia Business School conference, um, and then there, there was, um, uh, there was a speaker, uh, I think most people know him by now, but at the time, nobody knows him. Um, Eddie Chan, again, who's uh, a partner at uh, Tudor Ventures, and he was giving a, a little talk. And I legit, after that talk, I went down, uh, talked to him, to go, okay, oh, how do I work? Uh, how can I work for you? And he was like, oh, uh, are you an MBA student? I was like, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm a college freshman <laughs> at Brown University. I was like, Dude, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing here? He was like, he was like, like that. Oh, I'm here because you know I want to learn more about my country and I want to learn more about you know venture capital, startup, entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, okay, cool. You know, uh, here, here's my number. Uh, what's that mean? Terus go We got on a call and then yeah, fast forward a few few months and I was sitting at Tito's office as as their second intern. Amazing. River. Yeah. Gitu sih, bro. Kadang-kadang santai aja lah, ya kan? Tipikal orang Indonesia lah, kayak kebawahnya kan santai aja kan. Santuy. Santuy, santuy. Ya, yeah, just, 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 itu dia. Just, don't really, don't really stress about it, gitu. Mm-hmm. Yeah sih. Then I think it's just, uh, I'll just directly shift into unexpected opportunities sambil kita ngobrolin ini. Um, I do kind of agree with you yang tadi teman lu bilang bahwa lu mesin, uh, bukannya apa? Tapi gue kemarin kayak jam 2, jam 3 siang gue lihat kayak lah. Tim masih di clubhouse itu jam berapa di <laughs> di Amrik gitu kan tapi uh, because you mentioned unexpected opportunities um, menurut gue juga I think so many times in life kita strive to like you know pakai sekuat tenaga to like use our own might to be able to you know get these opportunities to be able to like you know work our ass off gitu kan mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel like a lot of the blessings we can say or the opportunities that have come at me in life have been unexpected. And for a lot of Indonesians, um, I think it's always ingrained in us. Kemarin um, gue juga, I was uh, watching Pak uh, Gita Wiryawan's podcast. And he was also saying that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of Indonesians, it's ingrained within us that lu harus find the right people. You have to network, network, and network. And networking is the key to success. And while that is true in a sense, It's almost not always that systematic, yeah, kan? Yeah. Um, it's not just like you know, network, network, network. Out of you know the hundred people, uh, lu bakal pasti ketemu. 
uh, someone or something yang will be your you know your big moment gitu. So it's not that systematic kan. And gua juga kalau gua bisa um, ngomongin like the big things that have happened in my life itu juga kebanyakan they were unexpected juga. Kayak misalnya jadi tiba-tiba jadi president itu gua juga gak nyangka bisa happen to me. Um, right. Mungkin gua bisa ngobrol Uh, mungkin gue bisa mention juga waktu gue SD SMP gitu um, I was I applied to like this um, science competition dari Kalbe and it was basically all over Indonesia um, we just made like a simple bicycle a multifunctional bicycle so a bicycle that had like a saw uh, so when you when you like pedal the bicycle you can cut wood like cut wood or PVC mm-hmm. and then it had a fan in the you know in the back supaya lebih santuy gitu kan <laughs> Tapi, that's what we did, gitu kan. And then, we got into, like, top 16, top 17 um, Indo, and I got the chance to meet President Habibi dari sana. Uh, dari sana jadi ngobrol, dan gue kayak, dang, this is an amazing opportunity. Gue gak pernah merasakan, you know, I've never expected this to happen. Sometimes, you know, those opportunities, they come unexpectedly. Absolutely. What do you think about that? How do you prepare for those unexpected opportunities? And... What type of person should you be in order to for people to be able to say, hey, ini kayaknya orangnya oke okay nih. Ini coba deh kita kasih dia opportunity ini. Hmm. Waduh. Ini ini heavy heavy heavy. Uh, menurut gua gini, in my personal experience, gua sih enggak terlalu I don't like the word networking. I don't like the word networking. Gua gua selalu bilang just making friends. Right. I think if you use the word networking, it's, it's it just sounds very transactional. It's very okay. You keep it professional to get But I, I feel like okay. if you want to really to get to know someone, if you want to build a relationship with someone, uh, be you gotta you gotta do things more than that. You you can just get okay, like, with people within my networks or professional networks. Let's say, well, I I just I don't just talk about okay, work and okay, 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 kenal people in in BC and stuff. Get I just don't talk about that. Good, you want me to talk? Oh, how was your day? You know, like okay. Uh, football game, what kind of movies do you like? Ada juga yang like recently was giving me like dating advice, gitu gitu. It, it it just feels a lot more authentic. It feels a lot more genuine. And I think if you do that, uh, lu bakal menjadi it will make you stand out menurut gua. Hmm. Karena biasanya kan it's very kayak LinkedIn LinkedIn kayak lu cuma ngomong lu ngomongnya very formal segala macam. Lu menjadi one out of out of a million. Tapi if you go the extra step and say okay, oh how is your misalnya uh, you have um uh, oh you have a son you have a son oh you have a son and uh, is he thinking of applying to colleges and you'd be like oh yeah he's going to these colleges and macam orang yang ngomong gitu within the network ya kan ngomong sama orang lebih tua dan lu bakal bilang oh lu you should take the extra step dude you'd be like oh uh, ke kemana aja oh uh, my son he wants to go to brown he wants to go to northwestern he wants to go to teach universities oh sini sih gua bantuin uh, maybe you can like call with him give him advice kalau macam Okay. Go beyond the uh, professional, your professional demeanor. Right. Okay. And try to reach into like the the personal. Okay. Of course, okay. You don't ask them. Okay. Oh, how's your marriage doing? You know. <laughs> you know. You know. Go. There, there's a fine line you got. That's going too far. Yeah. But that, that's going too far. But if you can, you can. Mulai ngomong tentang misalnya work, obviously. Terus abis itu, lu extend beyond ya dikit-dikit lalu ngomong tentang life in general dan when you do that menurut gua you won't be just another person within their, their network lu bakal menjadi teman mereka 
Betul. Itu yang penting. I don't know that uh, unexpected opportunities. Gua, gua 100% agree sih. Kayak misalnya gua, uh, my first pengalaman gua kerja di startup itu uh, is, a, is a Harvard Brown Water Venture Startup. Right. Uh, yeah, again, uh, HOK Innovations. And and I met uh, the founder um, in the party. <laughs> Kayak lo juga. Gua, gua, gua ketemu aja ya. Party, kita ngobrol-ngobrol segala macem. Uh, kebetulan at the time I had an interest in in water and what in the water space because uh, I was working in a in a, a think tank that was doing something on water quality in Providence and one of my friends was like oh you should talk to this guy right here and his name is David again and then apparently he's an expert in water quality and he's also running a water quality a water uh, startup and then I started asking him strategic questions. Kayak, kayak, oh misalnya lu udah ngomong sama partner ini belum, lu udah ngomong pesan ini belum. Oh sini gue bantuin, gue let me figure this out for you. Yeah, then I set up a meeting uh, with uh, between David and uh, the local water comp, uh, local water uh, uh, water water board, ya yeah, kan, Providence Water uh, Company. Ya kan yang basically jadi kayak uh, it's the, the main supplier of water lah di di Providence. I got a meeting uh, with him, with David and just because I was just curious and I was like oh let me help you I think you just you're a good man uh, you can I, I think you you have uh you have something worth uh worth uh pursuing here and let me just help you and then as we took the car uh back when the meeting was a pretty uh good uh, meeting yeah uh it was like David David was like Tim do you want to join the team and I was like sure I was like okay and then that became <laughs> and I, wow. I worked on that I was I learned a lot I learned a lot from that uh at startup scene, a uh, lot, a lot of lessons with carry, uh, however, forever carry to, to be honest. It's amazing. Yeah, as you can see, and um, to all the to all of my audience out there, um, these unexpected opportunities sometimes um, just being a friend, just being someone who being being a good person in general, not someone who looks like or seems like he just wants it for the work, he just wants it for the job, get the gun. I think that's that's like organic, gitu. and that's something that's really important juga. Um, being, you know, just being a person and approaching them as a friend. Um, I, I really agree with all those points. Um, those things really resonate with me. Um, and I think this is something, networking, 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 this is something that you do on a daily basis now mm-hmm. as you still go to Brown and you still, you know, uh, leadkerja.io gitu kan. Um, you talk people from like different companies, startups, um, in the tech stratosphere, in the VC stratosphere, uh, on a regular basis gitu kan. What companies are students getting excited about? And on the flip side, what startups or what companies are looking to, you know, hire Indonesian talent? Uh, you want a simple answer? Back home? Uh, everybody, bro. Everybody. Yeah. Better background, right? Uh, IO is, you know, uh, you know, an internship platform. We connect, you know, top overseas uh, talent. Now mostly focused in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, with our Indonesian companies. And then there's there's a whole, uh, you know, story like what are the motivations and all that uh, behind that. But just to answer your question, uh, what companies are students getting uh, most excited about? From we have a lot. We have around 110 companies today. Uh, we launched uh, November in 2020. Uh, we have close to 200 different listings. Uh, vacancies, a lot more than that, obviously, because one vacancy, one listing could mean multiple uh, uh, vacancies, right? right? From the companies that students are getting excited about, if we look at our data, the hypothesis would be 
Go, go tanya lu deh. What do you think? Which industries are most popular? Startups. Like, you know, the unicorns. Tokopedia, Gojek. You know. you, the, the unicorns, yes. But also, at the same time, consulting companies, yeah. finance companies. You have. The tech and uh, finance is is incredibly uh, represented, at least in, in U.S. universe, in U.S. educated Indos, again. Uh, the number is, is, is incredibly high. Again, people want to go to these jobs. And so, They do want to go to the big names. Again, they want to go to you know consulting. We have Satyajit and Bain. Again, kalau dari uh, dari sisi unicorn kita ada we have Ofo, Shopee, Tokpet juga ada. Uh, we have also big bigger names kayak Blibli, Ticket.com, uh, Grab juga. In a way, uh, it's not spot not supposed to announce it. Big Grab is joining us uh, soon. Let's go. And really give us. So yeah, I'm, I'm announcing this uh, officially now in the the Footprint podcast. They're joining us soon. Um, yeah, a lot of the Really, a lot of people are getting excited about working at these uh, big companies. Tapi menurut gua, uh, there's actually uh, minus to that as well. And ini dari personal experience gua sendiri. Karena gua pernah pengalaman sendiri kerja di uh, perusahaan, gua dulu perusahaan tech. Satu perusahaan yang besar, besar sekali, household tech, satunya lagi, uh, ya medium size lah. Dan menurut gua, bro, sebagai fresh grad ya, atau intern, right. you shouldn't be maximizing brand sih. Yeah. And you shouldn't be maximizing brand. Gua bilang, menurut gua sih, you should be maximizing. Lu bisa belajar apa? Your, your personal growth, personal development. Right. Dan itu sangat keras sendiri. Gua, in my opinion, if you want to grow as fast as possible, lu mulai your own company atau lu join company yang muda. Uh, it's very early stage. Kalau lu tertarik di di ini ya, uh, this this uh, space. Right. You maximize your learning, right? And mm-hmm. so. But what happens is when you go to uh, big, big companies like uh, Ofo, Topi, in my personal experience, um, you don't really learn a lot um, as a fresh grad, as an intern. Why? Because it's it's basically you, you're 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 a small part of a, of a huge uh, uh, company, and the yeah. impact you make. Uh, some people will argue that, for instance, you work on a small, any tiny little thing, maybe because it's a big company, multiples in size. I personally don't really buy that. Um, I've worked on multiple things, yeah, small inside. Tapi gua nggak merasa. Mungkin mungkin ada impact yang besarnya sih. Tapi it doesn't just resonate with me. Tapi kalau kerja di small company, lu bisa you wear you wear multiple hats. You 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 can talk to a lot of uh, C-suite executives. I personally, when I entered at Cargo Technologies, fantastic uh, logistics uh, tech uh, startup in Indo. Also, I kerja at IO for anybody who's interested. Uh, they're hiring for product. They're hiring for product and, and finance and in business development. I had direct access to the CFO. Sweet. The CFO, bro. The CFO, his name is John. John's an amazing, amazing boss. Frankly speaking, probably the best boss I've ever had. Wow. Yeah, but he spent, so so John graduated Wharton 2008. Spent 10 years in Wall Street all the way to 2018. And then he moved to Cargo to work as CFO because he's good friends. He's, I think, high school friends or college friends with the the, the, the CEO, the Tiger and Tiger fan. Then, as we work in this small company, to go go, benar-benar, frankly speaking, the amount of stuff I've learned there um, is higher, is is more impactful daripada what I learned when I was in venture capital. Again, because venture capital nature of the work is you network a lot and then you. Look at companies, kalau macam you analyze them, terus baru abis itu mungkin uh, you make a decision, investment decision, atau enggak lu help operational support. Tapi kalau lu kerja di operational, uh, kalau kerja di operational tu jauh lebih resonate dengan gua. 
in my in my personal opinion because you know, I want to be self I know one day um you know okay I want to build my own co- own company one day and yeah so I, I do really believe that even though students are getting excited about startups and, and the tech space in Indonesia it's great fantastic but they should also increase their excitement on uh, smaller stage companies as well especially as a student again right. you might not get the brand name but you will definitely grow more as a person i know a lot of i know a lot dude i know a lot of idiots who go to brown i know a lot of idiots who go to harvard i know a lot of the the smartest people on on ever met who go to uh, local local universities again one of the smartest people i ever know yeah is is is, is my dad who was santri sakti again again it would easily kick kick uh, kick the shit out of um uh, some of the harvard uh some, some of the harvard friends i i know no i think that's really um important i think kayak yang kita ngomong yesterday we talked about this also in kongko malam yesterday um i think college is just it's not your final stop right mm-hmm. wherever you go to college and we get this a lot i mean a lot of people say Um, college is what you make out of it again wherever you go if you go to a top 20 school if you go to the ivy league um, it's not your final stop um, it's gonna be it's gonna open opportunities it's gonna open a lot of doors but remember that once you go into the workforce everyone is together right there's yeah. not gonna be any you know there's not gonna be any weight considered to like oh you went to harvard or anything a harvard intern at google and a you know, and a San Diego State internet Google, they will start, you know, with the same salary, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with you about that. Um, I want to, as we kind of wind down this interview, um, I want to talk more about kerja.io. Obviously, apply now if you guys are looking for a job in the summer or anything. Um, but I have always been curious about two things. Mm-hmm. How kerja.io is working? Like, uh, how is it, you know, functioning as a model? And why these companies want to connect with you? Right. What excites them about you know your platform? Mm-hmm. I mean, so how how it operates as a model? Uh, I think right now we are uh, not for profit again. So it's basically it's it's simple, dude. It's one company, one post listing me. Go think I go to Korea Tayo. Go register as an employer. I post the listing and udah udah selesai. And then and then I can get uh, interns from the US. Um, why do companies want to connect with me and why have we uh, been able to you know achieve 110 companies within we basically tripled our company count uh, within the first uh, okay, three, three months wow. of operating why it's because pretty simple one there is an existing uh, existence of a need which means that companies are looking for uh, are, are increasingly looking for foreign grads uh, especially uh, in the US right now then that's what that's what we learned from talking to uh, a lot of HRs and a lot of these uh, companies and then afterwards why we've been able to succeed yeah, i mean i think there's also uh, a good team that can execute again i'm probably proud of my team and hopefully hopefully companies percayalah kita bisa execute lah and then hopefully yeah misalnya kan ada resultnya so hope, hopefully we're keeping them happy I think some of the values you got, one of the values we have is, you know, an incredibly customer obsessed approach. And again, another thing that I learned okay, over my service is we're always thinking of, okay, gimana sih, how we can always okay, uh, improve the experience for our users, for our companies, 
Um, how do we, how can we continually increase the value proposition to the end user? Um, yeah. And, and I think, uh, users appreciate that. I, right. Uh, students love that. Uh, one of the things that, uh, and I think at the same time, uh, we, we try to not fix ourselves, uh, too, too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things that if you have, if you've been receiving our newsletters right there, they're written by yours truly, by myself. And then we do try to like have jokes here and there. So, so you, you're seeing a bit of the contrarian get earlier in this interview, right? We talked about being contrarian. Uh, you would think that a job listing, job hiring, you know, platform would be incredibly formal. We don't want to do that. We use a shit ton of emojis in our newsletters. We use the okay, Basagawas in Isano. We were doing an event with uh, Patom Lembong, who is uh, uh, next week. And then I went, when I sent out the newsletter earlier today, uh, the subject was like, like, like insert some humor here, here and there. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, our uh, approach and our, our work is, is received well. Uh, hopefully we'll, we can get more people uh, internships back home. The best part of my week, every single week since gua launch ya, pasti ada satu atau dua orang, at least satu atau dua orang yang reach out ke gua. Gua nggak pernah reach out ke mereka, mereka yang reach out ke gua. Either gua atau my team, terus mereka bilang kayak, eh thank you ya, gua dapet kerjaan di sini nih. Gua dapet kerja di cargo, uh, di OVO, di satu, gua lagi dalam proses uh, di salah satu perusahaan consulting gitu. Oh, gua lagi dapet kerjaan di sini. And I didn't really know kayak, waktu susah nyari internship karena gua, I'm, I'm freshman. When I apply to a few different companies on your on your on your platform, apparently they're willing to hire freshmen, and so I have my first professional experience when I I've yet to turn 18 years old. Get get it. Those are the things. Those are the little uh, moments of grace, uh, like like golden nugget moments, man, that really make me very very happy. Yeah, man. I think the power of one or two can change. You know, can change everything. Um, if mm-hmm. I was also saying like, uh, if one or two people, every time there's, it doesn't have to be like a lot, you know, mass or quantity doesn't have to be the emphasis here. But if one or two people say, um, just DM me or like they tell me, Hey, I love this part of my podcast. It kind of opened up avenues of like perspective young. I've never thought about gitu. that just like, that means a lot to me. And those are the things that make me, uh, give me the motivation to keep going juga. Um, as we kind of wind down this episode, there's one more thing that I'm kind of curious about, and this is basically going to tie into the overall theme of this podcast, mm-hmm. which is basically youth empowerment. I and you were basically kita sekolah di US. We go to top schools in the US, and then we also want to do things in Indonesia later on, right in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious about uh, what excites you about the potential of Indonesia. And what do you think is so good about Indonesia that can make us productive and can make us, you know, a leader in 2030? Heavy, bro. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. What, what, what excites me a lot about Indonesia is because we're, we're a huge market, dude. For we're sure. We're a huge market. 250 million people. We are, you know, nearly half of um, Southeast Asia, right? Yep. And so we are in a fantastic position, okay? like folks like you and I, we are incredibly blessed to be in this position, right? Where uh, we go to, you know, great schools, we, we you know, uh, we're raised well, segala macam. Uh, and therefore, we have a huge opportunity 
to tap into this market uh, and, and create a lot of value. Again, and menurut gua, it's, it's not just an opportunity, it's a responsibility. Karena right. gua udah sure. hitung, hitung-hitungan jumlah anak-anak yang di posisi kita itu nggak banyak. Ya kan? Point nol 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 berapa persekian persen. Ya kan? I can't give you the numbers because it's basically kayak my gua punya market sizing. Tidak ada But but at the same but at the same time it's like it, it's tiny compared to the rest of the population. Right. And lo ingat kan fotonya pas apa? Kayak baru reshuffling kabinet. Right. Itu bisa menjadi kita bro. We are in that position. Ya kan? Lo dulu dan gua dan dan anybody listening to this uh, podcast right now. Uh, jadi menurut gua sih, kalau emang we were uh, fortunate enough in, in to, to be to have that opportunity in front of us, kenapa nggak diambil? As, as simple as that. Dan ini ini udah mulai jiwa political science gua keluar nih. Gua kan belajar political science, tapi gua sekarang nyasar ke startup ya kan, nyasar ke tech. Tapi menurut gua gini lah, gua punya banyak teman yang sering komplain tentang negara kita. Ya kan, gue juga punya teman-teman yang bilang, oh gue tuh kayak merasa diri gue tuh lebih lebih cenderung ke negara-negara lain daripada negara Indonesia. Padahal lu sendiri, lu you were born and raised di Indonesia, bro. True. Ya kan? Yes. So menurut gue, there's this um, quote by and from the TV show The West Wing uh, from Matt Santos. Um, he, he said, it is easier to uh, throw rocks at a house instead of building one. It's easier to, to just sit on something that doesn't work instead of actually trying to fix uh, the problem. It's like, if you're in this position, or even if you're not, right? Um, to do your best. Like we, we and, and folks who are listening to this, uh, I think a lot of them would be okay, our friends, you for fortunate enough to go to school in the U.S. Right. To, okay, you have a responsibility to give back to your nation. Just help, help build the nation to come back after graduation. Uh, one of my more nationalistic uh, motivations of actually building the platform is to uh, make it easier for people to go back home. Because my 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 hope is, oh, mereka intern di, di Indo, di perusahaan mana gitu, terus habis itu mereka uh, langsung uh, build the relationship, terus mereka bilang, eh, udah enak nih, gue kerja sini, udah cocok, nanti gue balik. Ya kan? If we can get like you know a, a top student, you know somebody who is, um, you know has that uh, Western uh, mindset, which kita harus uh, you know like acknowledge bahwa the Indonesian uh, like working culture leaves a lot um, uh, to be desired. I think again, and so okay, that's that's partly the reason why a lot of companies are uh, they they really want to tap into the U.S. Uh, US students. Why? Because They, it's not just you know the technical skills, but their critical thinking skills, problem-solving skills, um, and and the culture that 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 invigorates the people around them. We can work harder. It is That's that's my little spiel, I guess. For sure, man. Um, I agree with everything you said, and one of the things that uh, we also talked about when we uh, zoomed like a few weeks ago was I think it's really important for us U.S. students. We have all these opportunities, you know, uh, abroad, and we have like we're grateful and we're privileged to be able to um, go to school in the U.S., but it's also important for us to always, you know, um, look at the situation at home, right? Look at the market. Right. Also, you know, be aware of that because, um, as you said, I'm also, like, you know, doing a lot of economics right now in college, and I think one of the most important economics is the economics of ideas, right? 
an idea and yeah. innovation that's something that uh, that is a valuable resource for any country and for us to be able to succeed to thrive in that 2030 you know span where basically our youth is most productive bakal sayang banget kalau misalnya uh, kita udah menempuh you know our studies di luar negeri and we don't help our nation yeah. be able to basically hit on that that hyper growth um, era gitu kan True. Um, yeah. and i know we're a bit you know running out of time but i just gua gatel banget nanya pertanyaan ini um, i want to ask about the balance right i see you as someone who's like you know doing something in the private sector in your outside school but you learn political science and also <laughs> you're someone who goes to a top us college but you always look at home and you always berkarya juga you always do things at home <laughs> why is balance important to you keeps me sane bro yeah yeah in my personal experience uh i, I hang out with people well there, there are three types of people i hang out with um so like there there are people yang setara dengan lu yang yang people yang, yang kayak lu uh, like you and i right uh, who are maybe on the same frequency like like intellectually kayak maybe on in their careers uh same same age semuanya kayak teman-teman lu sahabat-sahabat lu lah yeah, kan? mm-hmm. and uh And then I hang out with people who are above me, yeah, older than me, better than me, smarter than me, right? And why? It's because you uh, you need to gain more knowledge from them, right? You need to gain more knowledge. You need to learn more from them because okay, you are their mentees in, in some some way. Again, ada lah people who are older than me who I really really look up to. Terus yang satu adalah people who are below you. Again, bukan below you in the sense that they're worse than you, tapi maybe they're they're a bit younger, they're a bit less less polished, kalau macam. Um, these are the people who will a obviously can make you feel better about yourself because now you have you can you know assert your 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 capabilities over them. Yeah, got people your do supremacy. that. Supremacy. Your supremacy over them, right? But at the same right. time, it gives you an opportunity to test out how good of a coach and a mentor you are. Yes. Right. Um, ada lah beberapa yang kayak there are a few people yang kayak I, I specifically hang out uh, spend a lot of time with karena pas gua when I was a freshman in college uh, I had a figure like that as well again and so menurut gua it's my responsibility untuk kedepannya I gotta pay it forward mm-hmm. again sekarang it's not just about what I can do for myself tapi what can I uh, what I can do for others how do I lift other people juga. Itu sebenarnya menjadi tantangan tersendiri. Karena gampang untuk mem- memperbaiki diri sendiri. Tapi untuk memperbaiki orang lain dan untuk mengangkat orang lain itu suatu tantangan yang berbeda menurut gue. Wow, that I I I didn't like gua enggak nyesel sih asking this question because like I was about to like all right, let's go to the top five and draft and everything. <laughs> But I think this is the key here. Um having people that yang sama kayak lu, sama. having people that you Your look partners, up to, yeah. Your mentors yep. and also people that you can mentor right um it's yeah, gonna be mentor. very tiring if you're always you know looking up looking up looking up it's good yeah it makes you better you feel shit about it it makes you feel bad about yourself sometimes you feel shit about yourself yeah absolutely <laughs> well but yeah no i agree with you so having someone that you can basically mentor and having someone as a mentor those things are mm-hmm. really important Um, bro, thank you so much for this podcast. I really enjoyed all these different, you know, all these different insights, all these different um, 
you know, all these different ventures that you're talking about. We talked about kerja.io, we talked about networking, and we also talked about leadership and entrepreneurship in general. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, I hope my audience can take away a lot from this episode. Thank right. you so much also for those who are in Clubhouse uh, and listening to this uh, podcast. Yeah, but before we end, I will, let's do a draft. Let's do a top five. Um, top five for football? Right. So I was, at first I was like, hey, Tim, let's do top five um, CEOs you would like to have a coffee chat with. But I was like, nah, let's strike this balance, man. We've been talking about like the... Itu dia. Kita stray away dikit, kita ngomongin bola. Let's draft five um, soccer players, right? Five football players. Uh, current aja. Who you would form into like a futsal team lah, ya? I think I think inilah. I think I think uh, six aside would be great. Uh, six sure. aside. Karena uh, one goalkeeper kan terus ke lima. Yeah. Terus formasinya gue pilih deh. Uh, <laughs> and it shows mungkin mungkin dari formasi lu bisa lihat gue tuh orangnya lebih attacking focus atau defensive focus. Alright. Uh, tapi tapi gini lah. Gua 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 tuh one of my my dreams tuh menjadi Jose uh, seorang Jose Mourinho sih. Or Thomas Tuchel because I'm a big Chelsea fan. Right. Uh, but but he he'll be my pick. Uh, current or um, retired players. So we're only gonna be doing current, and because you're my guest, you're gonna have the first pick. Um, formasinya yang lu pilih. So like two two one or two one two. Okay, so other goalkeeper, right? So I'm gonna do yeah one three two. One three two. One defender. Yeah, one defender. Hell nah, man. But it's all right. You're the guest. I'm gonna give you like, go ahead. Okay, goalkeeper. Okay. Eh. Uh, gini lah, gue 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 pilih gue pilih gue pilih uh, goalkeeper dulu. Right. Goalkeeper, gue bakal pilih. Uh, gue mau ngelawak sih sebenarnya, tapi gue mau ngelawak aja. Cepa Ariza Balaga bro. Oh come yes. on man. Cepa. Does he even start bro? in Chelsea? No, he doesn't. Tapi he's. Uh, I don't know. Gua oh my gosh. Yeah, jadi Cepa Abakadabra. Okay. <laughs> and and why are you taking him first so that he basically um, shuns you later, just like what he did to Maurizio Sarri? Yeah, dude, you know I met Kepa. Oh really? I, I met Kepa. I met the entire dude. I met the entire Chelsea team. They were uh, uh, they were they were at Boston for a friendly match, and so I met everybody. Okay? I met Hazard. I met Marcus wow. Alonso. Okay. Jorginho. But yeah, I met I met Sari as well. I met Sari and then Zola. Um, right. Yeah, Kepa is damn tall, man. He's damn tall. But I'm choosing Kepa because I believe the end the underdog. Let's put it that way. He is a uh, he's a man who's um, who's who's lost his way, uh, in my opinion. And tapi I think from his recent performances, uh, I think he's getting he's getting better. Uh, so I believe I, I trust in him. Let's just say, and I think he's a good he's a good lad. Uh, at least that's what Jose Mourinho says. So I'll go with Mourinho's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Um... I'm gonna try my best not to put too much of my Liverpool bias in here, um, but since like we've been so bad at Anfield these past games, I'm not gonna put Allison Becker as my goalkeeper. I'm gonna go, and I know this is a rival to Liverpool, but I'm gonna go David De Gea. Okay, okay, okay. Makes a lot of blunders though, so I don't know. That's true. Um, defender now. Defender, defender. Oh. I like a pacey defender, Z. I like, I like, I like, I like to build a team that can run. Apa ya, pacey defender. Rafael Varane. Rafael Varane, nice pick. And, and you're taking his pace, basically. 
I'm taking his pace, and I think he's very underrated. Uh, won up at Champions League for three times already. Just get won the World Cup. Uh, obviously, very tall. Yeah, Varane. I'll, I'll go with Varane. You're going to go Varane? Yes, I'm going to go Varane. Let's do that. Awesome. You're going to go Varane. I'm going to go with a brick wall. A tall defender. Harry Maguire. Uh, one of the best players in the Premier League. VVD, Virgil van Dijk. He's injured. He can't do that. <laughs> Uh, we're 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 not we're not we're not looking at injuries. We're looking at um, current players. Okay. Hypothetically, okay. if they were healthy, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Go. Go. Three midfielders there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Angulo Kante. Okay. Nice one. EDM. Yeah. So so you see the tactics, right? He's gonna come back for support. Right. He's gonna because of his stamina, he's gonna go up and back, up and back. Wait, hold on. One plus three plus two is six. Let's do one three one or one two two. Which one do you want? One three one. One three. All right. Sure. All right. So you you go on Golokante. I'm going on Golokante. Yeah. Great pick. Great pick. I think you're gonna be taking this guy if I don't take him now. So I'm gonna take De Bruyne. He is just one of the most perennial playmakers in this era, and it's just a disgrace to him if I don't pick him this early on. Okay. Okay. Ah, oh, I'm not a Yuga. I'm not a Yuga. Forgot that Ronaldo and Messi existed. Okay. Okay. What a day, CDM. I need a cab. Bruno Fernandes. Beautiful pick. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Damn. Okay. I'm going to go. Dang, this is tough. Um, my next midfielder. Obviously, I'm thinking Liverpool, but they have <laughs> shitty midfielders. They don't have anyone. Um, I'm going to go to... I'm going to get Eden Hazard. I'm going to go full on the attack. Hazard? Yes. You did a Tolan You really? Okay, okay. Yeah. But we're going to have De Bruyne and Hazard. So one like fills in for the other, right? If De Bruyne is doing well, then if Hazard is a bit on a slump, then we got De Bruyne. If not, then yeah. So they fill in for each other, mm. right? One more midfielder okay, for you. Okay. One more midfielder. I think we'll go and Sarayang has a lot of pace. Bruno Fernandes does not have a lot. He's creative, but he doesn't have a lot of pace. Right. With a lot of pace. Uh, Marcus Rashford. As a midfielder? No, left wing. Okay, okay. Sure, sure. I'll take that, mm-hmm. Marcus Rashford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push for some youth here. This is going to be very unconventional. Actually, no, I take that back. I take that back. No, you can. you can. You can. Come on, one. Take that back. Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Oh, come on, man. All right, sure. Mason Mount. I'll, I'll Mason put your Chelsea Mount. bias in there. All right, sure. Incredibly, incredible work rate. Can function as a CM, CAM, right. or a left winger. For sure. Working lad. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mason Mount has a great, you know, has a great uh, ceiling. Um, same thing mm-hmm. with, like, Jack Grealish and some of the other great midfielders. But I am going to go with the guy. Fact check this. He has the same exact birthday as me. Um, mm-hmm. And he's still a young boy. Ansu Fati from Barcelona. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Amazing. I think he has a good... Overrated. Overrated. Okay, okay. He's, he's still young, so we can't really know a lot about it. But I think this okay. is going to, you know, this is... A lot of people are going to like this pick. All right, so your final, you know, your striker. Holland. Holland. Mm-hmm. So Ronaldo and Messi don't exist. <laughs> no, but Holland's gonna be there for uh, a lot longer, and he's faster than both of them right now. And he's he's taller as well than Ronaldo. So I'm going with going with the potential. Yeah, yeah. 
That's what I'm doing. If you put Ronaldo, you're not original. You put Messi, Messi doesn't play striker. All right. Yeah. Okay, sure. You didn't put Ronaldo and Messi in. I'm not gonna put you know any of them in as well. I'm gonna put basically a goal scoring machine, right? And this is someone. Bukan, bukan. But this is someone who can live in um, Holland's head because Bayern is just you know killing everyone right now, right? I'm gonna go with Lewandowski. Okay. Funny, funny story with Lewandowski. I'm uh, uh, I'm friends with one of his family friends. Uh, we right. met. And I was talking about unexpected uh, meetings, and I met her um, in a business conference in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, you're from Poland. You must know Robert Lewandowski." He's like, "Yeah, actually, I'm family friends with him." And I was like, "Oh shit, Dang. really?" Trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her name's Elena. And then, and then, and then she. Uh, Yeah, this is me and Lord Lewandowski. Like, you know, this is the kid. He has a baby. Also, we're gonna put out the Yeah. Wow. But okay, okay, okay. It's a nice five. It's a nice six, I think. Um, yeah, I think I shot myself in the foot with Kepa. is gonna have a field day with Kepa, man. He's gonna kick the shit out of um, Kepa's butt. Yeah, I think so. What did I do? And just so you know, I am basically still undefeated. In these top fives against Andovi, I made a poll between me and Andovi, and I think it was 87 to 13. My team was, uh, yeah, basically left left Andovi's team yeah, to us. Yeah, I'm gonna lose. Let's see, let's Kipa. see. I'm gonna lose to that. <laughs> I don't know if no, I may uh, get I may get sympathy votes. So we'll see. That that's true as well. But um, for the full poll, we're gonna definitely be. It's gonna be on Instagram, and we're gonna be we're gonna see if I go 2-0 or if Timothy. You know, evens it up. Okay. And like okay. makes, All right. All right. and like gives me my first loss. But yeah, so that's the end of our podcast. Thank you so much, Timothy, for you know, um, saying Thanks yes so and doing this man. with me. Um, I really enjoyed this podcast. And yeah, my name is Isaac Winodo. And I'm Timothy Ujai. This is the Footprints Podcast signing out. Bye bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye bye.